Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I'm your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Ali Soko. What's going on? Yo, what's up? For those who listen to our Thor review, this is part two, as there's just too much for us to cram into one show. We're going to talk about The Boys Season 3, Umbrella Academy Season 3, and Stranger Things Season 4. But first, Ali wants to talk about Usher's tightest performance and the 25th anniversary of My Way. Watch this. <laughs> okay, that Tiny Desk performance was everything. It's one of my favorites, being up there probably with like uh, Anderson Park and I really liked Amine's. I love Tiny Desk. I, I feel like it really did allow a lot of people to re-find out the love that they have for Usher. And for me, it reminded me back in 1997 when My Way dropped of me bugging my mom to replay the entire album. Like, I slept to that album. I, I fell asleep to the album. My It was playing on a stereo. I made my mom... How, how old were you in 97? <laughs> like, three or four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I made my mother play that album, and then when 8701 came out, that one too, and then Confessions, that one too. All them albums played on repeat, Okay. But the special thing about My Way is it was like Usher's breakthrough album. Because before mm-hmm. My Way, he had the self-titled album Usher. And it didn't do that well commercially. And the company was talking about dropping him from the label. But like they were like convinced to keep him for one more album. And uh, he did My Way with Jermaine Dupree. Seems to be the magic potion right there. Got him a few Billboard hits with You Make Me Wanna and Nice and Slow. You know, Class 7 o'clock on the like classics classics uh really push usher up there and as we know the rest is history we got back-to-back great albums with great features and we've had really consistent work from usher as well as really different sounds from usher ever since then so yeah a great piece of music history right there i remember you know djing in the early 2010s and I forgot the name of the song, but it was like the song, Give Me Everything Tonight, or whatever that song. I don't know if that's the, the oh, title. Oh, David Guetta? Guetta? I guess. But it was just like, this is Usher? This is Gotta Let It Burn Usher? It was such a such a different sound. Yeah. He's been very adaptive. Funny you say that. When he really changed his sound, it uh, was right after he uh, dropped his mom as his manager. And then in his Raymond versus Raymond, it was after a divorce. So every change in sound with Usher seems to come with a huge life change. Mm. But I always think for him, it's always really interesting. I'm never mad at it. Mm, yeah. I'm never mad at it. I was, I actually went through his catalog and man's is versatile. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. songs with Romeo Santos and the bachata. He's got pop. He's got techno funk, all of that. I was like, dang, death metal. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> like bluegrass. <laughs> He probably does. Japanese noise music. It's it's wild, man. He's, he's all over the place. <laughs> man, man, it was like, you gonna hire me as a feature? I'll be on it. I'll be on it. You know? So, uh, yeah. And he's had a pretty good career as far as nothing too detrimental. Mm-hmm. Nothing we gotta cancel him for. You know? Yeah. He been, he's been keeping his nose clean. Uh, and we, we love to hear it. We love to hear it. That's true. Absolutely. I actually, you know, I don't know if you thought I would or not. I actually watched the Tiny Desk concert myself. I mean, myself. of course you had to because it was all over the place. Like, you literally have to stick your head in the, 
in the sand. No, I I, I literally only watched it because of you. I, I didn't care about this at all. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Oh, I mean, he's great. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't listen to a lot of male R&B singers, especially from the 90s, 2000s era. I, I can definitely appreciate that Usher is phenomenal at singing, and he looks quite handsome while doing so. It just doesn't hit me like that. It's not just the singing. He dances I know, too. I know, but again, it doesn't hit me like that. Dancing performers... I can admire, but it's not something that it's like Beyonce. Like I respect Beyonce as a artist, but I'm not bumping her all the time like that. Like when it comes to R&B and soul, I'm more of like an old school, like fifties through seventies, even some eighties kind of guy. And then even some, is that R&B and soul at that point? Or is that like the blues? You know, you know, (laughs) no, it's like, you know, your Marvin Gaye's or is it just blues? (laughs) Marvin Gaye, your Isaac Hayes, like, I like that stuff a lot, you know, Sam, Sam Cooke, but I like newer sounds too. I got back into the R&B, you know, in the mid 2010s with, you know, your, the, the internet and uh, Frank Ocean and, mm-hmm. you know, D'Angelo put that album out. Solange, of course, Anderson Pop. Like, I, I like a little trip hop or psychedelics it, in my, honestly, in my soul. it sounds like yours is like soul, like neo soul. Instead of R&B, you're like a, yeah. all the artists you've named are like more like soul, neo soul artist. That's Not more like R&B my artist. So it's like, I respect the fuck out of Usher. Like I watched this performance and like the dude could sing his ass off. He had backup singers that were like killing it. He was styling. I mean, like I could find no fault in this. Watch this. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just not gushing over it, but it was dope. It was, it was very dope. Yeah. I mean, also like, again, his, the, the style, I don't, Usher's not just R&B anymore. He's, he's way past just doing R&B. I don't even think he drops R&B tracks for real anymore. They're like sure. definitely pop techno and all that. Sure. Uh, but he is one of the most decorated uh, black artists uh as far as like awards and stuff goes mm-hmm. so I, I can't remember i think he has the most like uh, the most he's the most is it billboard awarded artist under like luther vandross or someone or something and he won best r&b artist uh best male music artist back to back at the grammys i think something that only i think stevie wonder had done before okay. so not even mj I don't know if MJ is R and B. Okay, okay. That's, that's I don't fair. even. Well, I think, <laughs> I think at that point that because it was like black R and B or black male artists or something, and uh, yeah, I don't think the 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 masses were coding MJ as black at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know how that. I think MJ definitely got a few pop and rock Grammys. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But uh, not not he was the king of pop, right? Yeah. So he wasn't being coded as a uh, black. Okay. Well, speaking of pop, King Heads, let's talk about the boys. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. Hey, you get what you pay for, and that is nothing. <laughs> so so enjoy it because I got nothing else. So before we start this segment, just know that. Throughout this whole show is going to be spoilers about every single season. So just turn this off if you haven't watched them or cut to the different parts. And uh, yeah, here we go. The boys. We did a review of the first season, but if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we touched upon the second season very much on this show. I, don't I didn't hear anything about it from y'all. Yeah. I think there was just way too much coming out. We were focused on Lovecraft Country at the time, and, and rightfully so. I've been enjoying season three a lot. One of my favorite reviewers, Dan Murrell 
formerly of Screen Junkies, uh, he finally watched the show recently, like all of it, and called it one of the most consistent series on television. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that, definitely. There's there's never a dud episode or mm-hmm. a waste of screen time. Like nope. the, the, the drama and tension are always high. The pacing is excellent. There's never been an episode where I said, that one was I, but you know, maybe, maybe the next one will be better. Like every episode is great to me. You know me, I'm big on storytelling, and I feel like this show has some of the best storytelling that I've seen in a while. And a uh, shout out to, I think, Seth Rogen, because the man's been putting out some fire stuff. At yeah. this point, if Seth Rogen puts it out, I'm going to go watch it, because it's consistently good when he puts his name well, on something. He did put it out in this show. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> He's so thin now. I, I didn't even know it was him at first. I was like, that man looks familiar. <laughs> That is Charles coming. Oh, oh, yeah, that is him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Um, again, I'm just happy for Carl Urban like to find his vehicle after so many years of being a side character in various stuff and, and dread not taking off. I just think he has so much charisma and, and talent. Mm. But, you know, obviously, Anthony Starr may be like the main guy we're watching now, but I think, you know, it's still Carl Urban's vehicle no, i think i think we are i think people who watch supernatural are going to be super hyped to know that oh yeah jansen ackles is very prominent and i, I didn't even know it was him at first i was like oh that man's okay. face look familiar no because you know when he came out he was the the, the face like it was covered yeah and fur yeah. and he shaved oh shit that's my man's that's my man's right there Jensen See, I, I'd already read news about that like long time ago about See, that. I don't so. be doing that. I be wanting to be surprised. Okay. <laughs> when that stuff was coming out, you know, I was still on Facebook and stuff and I was just getting bombarded by news. But yeah, maybe at this time, you know, now that I'm off, uh, I wouldn't have. Um, Anthony Starr as Homelander continues to be unhinged and terrifying. There were some scenes where I was literally holding my breath because I really didn't know what he was going to do. Man, I thought he was killing everybody. I thought he was going to kill everybody. Every time it was one-on-one, I was like, oh, man, is this, per- I, I always, is this person about to die? Are they about yeah. to die right now? <laughs> he like, Miz was giving he psycho. Like, he was selling he like it. Wayne Brady. Does Homelander have to burn up? I, I just, I, 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 you know, he let some folks go, but some folks, that is your ass. He's terrifying. Very. I did like that the show is being more overt about drawing a parallel between Homelander and the right, uh, specifically Donald Trump. There's that, you know, the Tucker Carlson-like pundit who regularly interviews him and spins the news when more liberal media asks better questions. I saw some headlines in real in the real world about right-wingers on Reddit being confused about it and angry, like they don't want to watch the show anymore. Mm. But you know how like some publications can like overhype a, a very small number of people. So I don't right. know like how big that is for everyone. I thought it was pretty obvious that Homelander was the bad guy in this show. <laughs> right? I think that for me, this show has been one of the best in balancing real world issues and being entertaining without feeling like I'm being bogged down. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so hard to find a show where it's thoroughly entertaining, but like it's so true to real life. It's art imitating life, even though these people sure. have superheroes. I'm never bogged down by it. It's almost almost funny. I don't feel like I'm watching trauma. I don't... Because sometimes when you are making these politically heavy shows, it ends up feeling like trauma porn. I know a lot of Black people have this, taken this issue with that. And I don't feel that from this. And I think that is so amazing and such a hard thing to do that they've done so well. No, it's great. I want to talk about 
one actor in particular in this show. I think everyone shows up to work. Like this is a really phenomenal ensemble cast. I really love. Uh, I forgot the woman who the Japanese woman, Kimiko? but she was you know Kimiko. She is the voice of Kipo on Netflix. But I want to give a special shout out to Laz Alonzo, Mother's Milk. Mm. He's one of the only main black characters in this show. Giancarlo Esposito's line from season two is iconic. It continues to be relevant today, especially in the wake of like these these shootings. I can't lash out like some raging entitled maniac. That's a white man's luxury. But no shade at all. He's a charismatic actor, but his character is pretty one note. Mm -hmm. Confident, stoic, black businessman. But M.M. is dealing with a lot of emotions on this show, a lot of shit, probably more than anyone. On top of the fear of superpowered people, he's wrestling with uh, PTSD, the murder of his family, a regrettable divorce, trying to keep close to his daughter, realizing that the new white stepdad is a conservative Mm -hmm. who could corrupt his daughter, Mm -hmm. trying to hold the team together despite some very sudden and extreme changes. And I think he's just so expressive in his emotions like his face just says so much sometimes his eyes and like when he just turns up his mouth starts shaking with his, like he's so good he's really really good so i don't think he gets talked about enough so this being a blurred cast i do want to shout him out yeah you're gonna talk about jesse usher <laughs> that man not that man is the black man we love to hate, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, and he playing it. He playing it well. I, he's he's doing it very well. I like that they are giving him some kind of complex things to deal with. Totally. And he's doing well. I, I really have enjoyed him. As like, like you said, he's very, everyone shows up. They're very consistent. Back to your point about Kimiko, uh, Karen Fukuhara, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think she was phenomenal. You talk about Lon's the acting that she does without saying a word. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was floored every time she was on screen. Every emotion, every thought, everything she did, and the singing, the random singing. But I enjoyed it. It didn't take me out. Yeah, of it, it, all, it worked. Was- it makes me really understand that she had this, you know, her childhood taken from her, and that she like craves this happiness that she. Mm-hmm feels that she doesn't deserve, that she it's impossible for her to obtain. I totally agree with you. I, I think Anthony Starr would be in the top three too, but I would say her, Alonzo, and Anthony Starr are my on acting-wise favorites. Mm. So I want to talk about Homelander being Soldier Boy's son. So before we get to that, because yeah, I, think, I feel like you jumped there a little too fast because I really enjoyed the story elements that got us there. I like how they built it up. I, I was still shocked by the time, and I, I, I built it up in a way that I was shocked when we got there. But like, as soon as they said it, it was like the story is so perfect. How they create parallels between mm. these two characters throughout, and then each—I don't know if you noticed this—but like prior to that episode, each episode they start talking about family. Kimiko and Frenchie are like, "You're my family. I want to protect my family." And we got Butcher and Huey, and he's like, "He's my family. I got to protect him." And there are all this talks about family. There's the parallel levels of uh homelander is talking to mave saying i wanted to have kids with you and the same with soldier boy and uh crimson the, the, all the parallels it was so well done that i didn't even notice that line. it was happening yeah i didn't even yeah. see it happening and it was so good all the way up into that little surprise that drop and what's interesting is that um is kind of like almost walking dead territory because in the comic books he's not homelander's father in the comic books, Black Noir isn't even a black man. He's a clone of Homelander. Like, he stays in that suit the whole time. Vought made him as a failsafe if 
Homelander started wiling. Mm. So for him to be this black character who's traumatized and sees Looney Tunes characters, that's a that's a complete deviation from the comic book. And I don't even think Homelander has a son in the comic books either. In the comic books, the clone of Homelander becomes increasingly psychotic, and it was actually him who framed Homelander for assaulting Butcher's wife. Like, the real Homelander didn't even do it. Mm -hmm. And he was being driven insane because he couldn't remember him doing these acts, even though you know, there's like evidence of seeing him doing these bad things. I, Homelander was still a piece of shit in the comic books, but he wasn't doing all the stuff that people were accusing him of. Mm -hmm. um, and so the end of the comic book is Black Noir injuring Homeland to, to the point where it was easy for Butcher to kill him. So now that we have Soldier Boy in this as his father, who's still alive, you have a new son element and Butcher has these powers. I really do wonder what's going to happen. Like it's, it's, this is way different from the comics. And I think it's, from what I've read from the comic books, this is better than the, in, in the comics uh, for once. Um, I wonder if Homelander's son is going to, you know, he's, he's obviously going to turn on him, I, I, would, I, would, I would assume, and maybe take the, the role of the clone and help Butcher beat him <clears throat> in the end. Who knows? I am curious about where it's going to go. I, I, I want to hear your predictions for okay. uh, how you think the characters are going to go, but I would like to remind you that Butcher does not have permanent powers. He only has two or three more uses of True. Compound B before he's dead. So that's a high stake right there. I forgot in the finale, he's, I forgot how many, they said you have 12. I don't know if that's like 12 months or 12 weeks to she live. Said, well, Starlight said you can, it, three to five doses will kill you. How many have you taken? And yeah. he said a few. So we don't. Well, know. no, no, I hear that. I think he's gone beyond that because at the end of the season finale, when he was talking to that Asian doctor, and I think he told him, you have this much time to live. Mm. And that's when he said, I'll have that cigarette now. And he was smoking because he knew at this point he's headed for doom. If you want to hear my predictions, I do mm. think that either Ryan, the son, will help Butcher or help whoever kill Homelander in the end, or at least weaken him enough that someone less powerful can kill Homelander, probably Butcher. Or as a twist, they may kill the kid at some point. Maybe... Homelander, you know, his whole thing about loyalty, maybe when he turns, maybe he's like, you know what, and kills his own son. It could be that dark. I think that Maeve is going to get her powers back permanently. I think she she won't be able to to sit on the sidelines. I think she will try to, to aid in the end. Those are the only ones I really have right now, prediction-wise. Mm, okay. I don't know. Do you think Homelander is just going to go off the deep end completely cuz we we keep getting hints. I mean, he's always been afraid to to while out because of public perception, but it's kind of like Trump when you have this really vocal minority who looks more like you than everyone else and they're cheering you on for for literally vaporizing some dude's face in public after he, he just threw a, a can at your kid. It's like I think he is going to increase in his brutality. Because he's he's being you know he's being uh, cheered on by it uh, for it. Yeah, he's being cheered on for it. I thought it was weird that Maeve survived falling when the V was burned from her system. Because mm. Kimiko, she got hurt immediately as soon mm -hmm. as uh, he she got blasted. I thought that's kind of a, a plot hole. I mean, I like that Maeve is alive. I mean, it feels kind of cheap to have her back. I like her character. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. So I'm happy that she's still around, but I thought it was weird how that happened. Um, I also was kind of confused, like, why not just throw Homelander into Soldier Boy? I guess, like, his blast would have really, like, destroyed everyone. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. It felt, it felt, it was heroic on her end, but it also felt a little bit off to me. Yeah. 
mean, what you mean? Talk to me. <laughs> like I, mm, I guess we'll see. Uh, but the idea about the boy fighting Homelander, like he's so young. Like we would need like a like a really big time skip for that to be like a viable option. I think maybe at the same time, Homelander is stronger than Soldier Boy, and he can fly. So it's possible that maybe through you know maybe he has it's kind of like the the Dragon Ball thing where I mean obviously Vegeta is stronger than younger Trunks, but Trunks became Super Saiyan faster than Vegeta. So it's like maybe he can unlock some level of strength. I don't know. It's because like Homelander was genetically engineered to be stronger than his father. Whereas mm-hmm. Ryan was not. He's half human. Like, like I mean, he's just like a naturally made baby. But so was Gohan. And Gohan, you know, he went Super Saiyan 2 before Goku. You know what I'm saying? I'm just <coughs> saying. I know. I know. As you know, they just make some comment on it when he's talking to Maeve. Like, we could have had kids and he would have been, they would have been Perfect, wonderful, right. sublime, blah, blah, blah. So it makes me wonder how much genetics do come into play. And we know that Nadia's daughter does not have powers. That's true. Oh, even That's though true. Nadia herself has powers and then she injects her with the V to protect her. Kind of wonder where her powers are, but yeah. yeah they didn't go back true. to that. I was like, dang. <laughs> Hearing her bones crack and ooh, that was, that was brutal. Yeah. I was like, I want to see. Imagine doing that to your daughter. Oof. I know. Like I felt so bad for her, but I actually understood because Homelander was like popping up in folks' houses. Like it was nothing. That's just creepy. Ooh, that was Every time creepy. you turn around, you hear a whoosh and Homelander standing right there. I mean, he didn't even whoosh at that time. He was, he was just there. Yeah. He was like Batman at that moment. Yeah, I mean, he had done it a few times. He did it at Butcher's house. Right. He did it at uh, Starlight's house as well, or any January, yep. as she likes to go by now. Yeah. You just be talking shit about him, and boom, there he is. It's like the government. <laughs> My FBI agent <laughs> listening to right. this conversation right now. <laughs> right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, it's a good show. I, it's like, it's a, I think when a show is so good, it's just like, go watch it. Yeah, there's not much I can really say. Like, I think it's easier certain... to talk about bad things than like <laughs> the show's good, you know. And uh, this is good. This is good. There are two things to talk about. The scene where the guy goes inside of his partner's dick hole. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Um, the meme going around about how Ant Man can beat Thanos. All he has to do is just shrink and go into Thanos's butt, and then just expand, and Thanos is dead. But that was gross. It was fascinating that he was just hitting things in there. I, 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 I'm like imagining it now, and that just feels weird. I would like to tell you that it's a thing that we commonly. I worked in the ER for like uh, almost two years, and that's a thing. People come in and they get catheters in, and they like to have nurse. They'll take them out just to have the nurses come put them back in. The what? I'm sorry. Catheters. You know what a catheter is? What is that? It's no. what you stick up a urethra for urine. Oh, okay. So that's that's in in BDS terms, it's called urethral sounding. Yeah. Um. But see, but see, but see, like I mean, we, we not I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what that is. I just I just googled that. So you know, I don't know anything about that life. <laughs> well, sounding is kind of different, like because there's also vaginal sounding, and let's not get into that because it's not that kind of show, and I'm not trying to expose myself. <laughs> but Oof. Uh, sounding in this is different because this is medical. There's like no kink to it, and you're not like uh, you're not like tapping on purpose. 
but I, I guess it, it kind of if you like sounding you would like this so uh it's kind of an issue actually at hospitals with a lot of women nurses and doctors where like we get a few kind of perverts who will come in and get, they have a catheter in and they'll, they'll be like oh my catheter fell out can you mm. can you put it back in so i guess it must be a pleasurable experience <laughs> i can't imagine getting a catheter put in it's pleasurable but yeah i it's not for me at all <laughs> uh anyway mm. um let's let's move on to uh umbrella academy mm. into the netflix world my initial impressions of this season was that they were juggling way too many plot points and relationships and i i didn't really care about any of them uh, I, I think you feel a little more positive about this than I do. The only characters I like, even after this season, are Five and Klaus. I think Ellen Page's Seven is fine, but I don't like love the character. I did like how they treated his coming out. I thought that was really, what's the word? It was tasteful, but yeah. I'll let you probably lead on this one because it was okay for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was, like I said, I'm not really hard to please. It was very campy, very fun, very everything that the Umbrella Academy is. I enjoyed the random dance battle that occurred in the middle of the show. And I love the deviations to random comedy pieces. For me, they were like really good for like really heavy parts, but not in a way that felt like I was being distracted. But like, this is just peak Umbrella Academy style. Mm-hmm. Um, I was okay with Elliot. Victor, I did. I was really thrown off by Allison. I think they really went a little bit too far with Allison. Like I completely agree. There's one thing. I, I, I mean, none of the characters are, I guess, supposed to be like. Well, they're not supposed to be likable characters. But I think Allison was like at some points she made the show almost hard to watch with the decision making, and I think that might be where your issues lie because she was a very big antagonist almost for no reason though and they tried to like explain it why she was this angry but i just it they didn't sell it for me um yeah she had like the spins uh where you know time traveling i mean that makes sense like time traveling what's real was not valid but like your siblings have been there consistently with you so that should be the focal point you're able to focus on and yes wasn't everyone lost in time for a time like not everyone but like I mean, they were all sit back, but they all weren't black. <laughs> nice bars. I mean, uh, even bars. Diego kind of comments on it when they go to that bar to beat up the Nazis, and he's yeah, like, "People, yeah, yeah. people here don't like it." Diego was in a mental hospital, so he didn't even get to experience racism, which I'm sure would have been bad in Texas. Mm. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, this bar is full of people who don't like us." Bet. So go fuck them up. Actually, I was with them yeah. on that one. Like, let's go fight some folks. Let's go beat. Up. Let's go punch some Nazis. But um. The rest of them didn't have that experience. I guess it's supposed to be, I think a lot of people focus on the fact that she lost her husband and she lost her daughter, but mm-hmm. don't oft, don't also recognize that not only did she lose her husband and daughter, but she dealt with racism, had her throat cut by her sister or brother now who that she's being, she's been kind to and, and kind of gracious towards the whole time. And then she's had hot coffee poured on her. Like this is this is very traumatic. I I think now that I'm really like digesting it, if I went through all that, I might be a little bit of a bitch. Not even a little bit. I'd be like, fuck all y'all, <laughs> fuck all y'all. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just I wish there was more to her trying to explain this to people, or I just feel like it was a big jump from her pain to like turning into Kilgrave almost. You yeah, know, trying to like so assault her sweet brother and like level-headed like they even mentioned this you're usually the level-headed one i, I, I get that of you're tired of, of uh, being the level-headed one but yeah 
Five is consistently my favorite. I think he's everyone's favorite. Um, yeah, five is five is the best. <laughs> and I, I actually, the grandfather paradox thing was something I've actually talked about before, and I have given myself a headache considering this because I actually had a friend who said if I went back in time, I would kill my father. And I was like, well, if you go back in time and kill your father, then you are not going to be born to be alive to go back in time to kill your father. So how would you have killed? You? Like, what would happen if that happened? And this show literally did that. I was like, wait, no, <laughs> my mind is melting, melting, melting. Honestly, the the way they drew, I, I think they wrote themselves into a like really interesting corner. But it was really interesting to see how they like wrote it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am kind of interested to see. I know there's going to be a season four. And I am excited to see like where that story goes. I don't really have an idea for where I think it's going to go because they've written it in a way that is very good if you are a Netflix show. Because Netflix be, be like, we'll give you a season four and the next thing you know, psych, we're dropping it. So I think the show ended in a way that if they some for some reason get dropped, they are it's fine. But if they left a little bit of mystery to continue. Because like how does she have her daughter and her husband is the question. Well, it seemed like she reset the universe kind of in her favor. I mean, I guess maybe like Hargreaves put a little bit of himself, like what he wanted in there. And then she put a little bit of what she wanted in there. And like, that was the quote unquote deal they made. Hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's showing that it, it had pretty good ratings. So there have been shows with good ratings on Netflix though, that have been dropped recently. So that's true. That's a good point. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The way that I finished this was the way I finished season three. It was like, you know, I was, I don't regret being here, but I'm not like frothing at the mouth for a new one. Like if it comes out, I will watch it, you know, mm. but I'm not like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what happens. Like I was with the boys, you know? Yeah. I think there were some pretty big plot holes, especially towards the end. The plot holes started to become almost gaping, but I, not to the point where I had to like, where I felt like I was suspending my belief too much, but to, I, I, on a logical note, I was like, what happened to the other what are they called? The sparrows. What happened to the sparrows? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the girl, the girl sparrow was there when they walked, when they were all there in a the thing, but she didn't come through the door, but Ben came through the door. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of questions. I, I know that they probably left it open and on purpose, but there were some fun moments. I always love seeing five. I always love seeing five fights, seeing him in that little space room was hilarious. The, the one arm missing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you saw how the arm went missing. And you're just like, ah, <laughs> There we go. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, five five's always great. I, I wonder how, how old that actor is now. 18, I think. Okay. But he's just short, so. Yeah. But gotta love him. Yeah. Gotta love fives. That's the thing I, I kind of, it's a sort of an issue when you're doing these shows like Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy, because the production seems to take so long to release a season after season, especially when you have a a character who is infinitely young, like Five is, like mm. in infinite puberty. It's like, there is like, wh- it's just a struggle. Same thing with Stranger Things. Like these, these kids are like in their 20s now. They started, they're like 12 Season one is like, Mike! And now season four is like, Mike, hey man, uh, I'm 14. <laughs> no, for real. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho, I'm a 14 year old boy. Listen, you beauty jerk face, I'm going to have to beat you up if you keep talking down to us that way. <laughs> yeah, it's a risk I think you take when you want that kind of character. They were trying though, but man's got a five o'clock shadow. It's hard to hide that age. Did you see that? I noticed that. 
Yeah, they were camera angling to like make him look younger. They were like, there was a lot of makeup being used and CGI, okay. a lot of camera angles. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Nothing big. Um, I mean, we all have to recognize this character is supposed to be like Forever Twelve or something. Like they that's impossible. Up, yeah. 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 Stranger Things. Let's. Uh... Are you okay? Yeah, I was thinking how I still think I'm still kind of chewing on how I felt about it. So we confirmed that Will is gay. Yes, because I feel like this is very much. Let's iffy. go there. Like Let's he's go gay. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's heavily suggested that he's For, gay. through the first. I think. No, because I actually watched a TikTok where they just basically was like, here are all the times they've called Will gay in Stranger Things. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's actually really overt. that This man's gay. Not covert. Like if it felt covert in season four but like you go back it's over like they said they call him a fairy boy they even call him a the f word and then, and then hopper's like is he he's like he's missing um they're like it's not my fault you don't like girls like all these comments i'm like dang it where, where was i did i when did i miss all this but yeah he's gay uh and i'm kind of curious how that's gonna play out because it has been like it feels like he's been the most focused on playing games mm-hmm. when everyone's trying to like chase chase girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who hasn't chased a girl at all in this show. Doesn't right? have a girlfriend. Everyone has a girlfriend except him. Yeah, that is true. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think yeah, he, I mean, I think it's implied that he has a crush on Mike. Oh yeah, and that he's I mean, jealous that, of L. That a uh, crying scene. I don't know if he's jealous, but yeah, I I think his crying scene was great, and he did apologize for. The L stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I think they've handled him very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was touching to see Jonathan notice what was going on and offer support, but not push it directly. I feel like Jonathan has always known and has always been that kind of brother. And I feel like that's the only thing they've kept consistent about this man because he was useless. <laughs> Jonathan otherwise yeah. is useless, other than his uh, being his brother's like support yeah. dog or something. Yeah, <laughs> support dog. <laughs> I. I think that scene, it reminded me of, of Bel Air, how it handled it with uh, Ashley and Hillary. Mm. Even now, in these times, it can be difficult to broach that subject, but certainly more difficult that long ago. So shout out to the show for handling that. You know, obviously Mike's out of reach, but maybe if we'll change that haircut, uh, he could have a better shot with people. <laughs> <laughs> the man looks like, he does look like Tom, uh, not Tom Holland, what's his name? Am, not Andrew Garfield. Uh, he looks like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> you think so? Haircut. Yeah, with the haircut. Oh, you mean like a Spider-Man 3 haircut? Like his like uh-huh. hair to the side or whatever? Yeah. Almost. I mean, I think even the emo Spider-Man's haircut looked better than, than this like <laughs> Beatles mushroom like talk to the manager uh, haircut. Let's be fair. No one's haircut is particularly great in this show. I mean, you, you know, what's his name? Uh, Black dude, what's his name? Lucas. Lucas got the box. The high you know, top that's, that's, Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, whatever. It's, it's the 80s. That's in step. It's fine. <laughs> I hope that Will has a more substantial role in season five. Uh, he's definitely going to have a more substantial role in season five. That's a given at this point. You saw that. You saw that sweat on his neck, right? His connection with Henry Vecna. and the Upside Down. I think it's going to play a pivotal role. Henry Aren't is you saying Henry because he's Vecna. That's Vecna, his name. His Henry, Henry one. Uh, Hecna. <laughs> he's largely been sidelined in the in the show as like a vessel or whatever. So I hope that art comes around where he's not only maybe he finds someone too in this season five, but also he plays a bigger role. So I actually I actually have opposite thoughts. I think that it's I, I remember I said he's jealous of L. I think that they're gonna play on that in Vecna's use of trying to control him later. Oh, 
interesting. Maybe the, the arc is him shredding off yeah. that jealousy or whatever. Yes. Interesting. Because Vecna, as he's been working, he functions on people's negative feelings. Mm-hmm. And while we do see him try to take care of Elle in California, I think that he only took care of her for Mike. Every interaction when Mike is there, he's like basically, it feels like trying to sabotage Elle at this point. Mm. Like. The, suddenly the the mood shifts when Mike is actually there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. So I, that's my prediction is that that kind of will play some type of part because there has to be some connection that we, we are almost given that he's going to be a vessel for Henry somehow because Henry's injured mm-hmm. and we get parallels. Could be Max too, though, because, you know, when Elle went into Max's mind to help her, it was blank. So it's possible that well, it may be. A I, I feel like that's because she died. Like she died. And like when you die, I think Elle's going to have to go in and really look look for her like deeply i think that's going to be one of those situations but i don't know that max has the connection with vecna that will has max was like oh yeah yeah i'm i'm still targeted i can kind of feel him will was like ever since i stepped back i know this man i know how he feeling i know what he's thinking i know everything like damn man came back also they made a lot of parallels over the show's time i don't know if you remember (laughs) I'm always reaching back. You got to reach back to, to catch these little things. I don't know if you remember back in like season one, season two, when he was really paranoid and he was drawing that big spider thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we saw that spider picture again in this season. I'm all conspiracy theories. That that spider thing was a drawing that Vecna also drew yeah. of a spider. And he, he shaped the uh, mind flare into that shape. But we also saw Will draw that same picture. So mm. we see a lot of, parallels between will and vecna because they're both kind of misunderstood they're both not feeling understood by the people around them and in a way it feels silenced and i think these kind of parallels they've been drawing with will throughout the whole season are going to be very important in the next season there's my conspiracy stranger things fan theory (laughs) you heard it you heard it first And the thing is, it isn't like they're going to jump a year ahead. It seems like they're going to jump right into it. They don't have much time to breathe this time around. Yeah. But as of right now, there's no release date for e- or, or release or a date to even start shooting. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to take. I think the budget, I think it's so expensive to make Stranger Things. I, I was watching an interview with uh, Millie Bobby Brown, one of those Hot Ones interviews. And she was saying mm-hmm. that they go on, they go to so many countries to shoot mm-hmm. these, this show. It has to have like a movie level budget, not a TV show level budget. It kind of puts me in the mind of eight since eight. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I know of it, but I've never seen it. And that show also cost like millions of dollars to make. It had like a movie level budget, but it, it was a TV show because they were always on destination. And if you know anything about since eight, it's like these people have these connections with each mm-hmm. other's all around the world. So it's kind of a similar thing. I, I need to look it up what Stranger Things budget is, but like if you're going on looking, I got it right here. Every episode cost thirty million dollars. That is a movie budget. That's a that's a movie budget right there. Um, for perspective, Bridgerton cost about nine million episode. Yeah, and if you put that in perspective for like how much it costs to make Marvel movies, they're not much more expensive. And Marvel movies yeah. are huge productions. So if you're saying this is thirty million an episode, there was what eight episodes? That's a lot. Two hundred and forty million in production. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to find the budget for for Thor because we just reviewed it. Thor's budget is two hundred and fifty million. Two hundred and forty million. 
250 50, million. Yeah. Yep. It's a movie level budget. They're doing movie level things. Uh, so, I mean, just these last two episodes, the last episode was like two hours, right? Yeah. It was a movie. It was two episodes. Yeah. Each episode was like a movie. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that it's take, it takes them so long to put this out. But yeah, yeah. it is. It, it does. It does this thing where you kind of forget that it exists until it just comes out again. <laughs> yeah you're, you're totally I right forgot about it <laughs> what was it, like three or four years three years but once you're in there it grabs you mm-hmm. um we're kind of going all over the place a little bit but i i have two questions number one were you overall satisfied with this finale yeah i was i was fine with it uh only character i wasn't only issue i wasn't fine with is uh nancy jonathan and steve's like kind of triangle they got going on yeah it wasn't really that 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 for me was a little bit strange. Like for me, if you were gonna do all that with Steve and Nancy, she shouldn't have been greeting Jonathan like that. <laughs> yeah, I felt played. I felt disappointed, and I I felt very. I mean, this man was just talking about having kids with you, five of them to be exact, going on road trips, all this romantic chemistry, and then Jonathan comes, who has been doing nothing again this whole season, and he's just like, "Oh my God, Jonathan, I love you," and he's still lying. Yeah. So other than that, other than that. Why are you always lying? <laughs> lying about this damn college application. Yeah. Um, I want to pour one out for Eddie, man. I think Eddie was the breakout star of the show. For sure. The best. Easily. That, the, the what a way to go solo. out to. Oh, bruh. I can't think of a more metal thing to do playing a metal standard in a hellish wasteland against a demon. I, I really love the sweeping cinematography of that as well. Mm-hmm. And just that Coco level double gut punch with Dustin's scene, as well as being the only person to talk to his father about it. I shed a real tear for that. Um, it's very rare for me to cry for live action stuff, but um, just stellar acting. It was so raw because he broke his leg and we see that his leg didn't even get to set right because he it took so right. long for them to get out. When he broke his leg, I was... There are a lot of very tense moments this season, and like him falling from the ceiling and breaking his leg. Ooh, ooh, I felt. Ooh, I was like, oh. Mm. Um, my husband was saying, like, when when we were watching the Max scene, I was like, oh no, oh. He was like, no, she's gonna be fine. She's gonna be fine. He like, he was like, I'm like, her arms are breaking right now. <laughs> her arms are literally twisted. I, I thought they were gonna save her, and then like the first leg, it was like, oh, okay, okay, you know, that's one leg should be okay, and then they broke like. All of them. I'm like, Damn! oh shit, are y'all really about to do this? No, I was like, you, we go in there? We, and then they went there and I was like, and then I was like, okay, they finished right before, but I was like, are her arms and legs going to be magically fixed? And they're like, nah, these boys broken and she is blind. I was like, that's not cheap at all. Even They can bring her back now and everything. I will not feel like, it's like, damn, they really broke this girl's arms and legs and made her you blind. Broke, you broke everything about this woman. <laughs> Her mind gone, her eyes gone. She can't move, uh, bruh. Bruh, yo, there was like, nah, these is real steaks. These ain't them foo foo snake steaks. This ain't some like Thor steaks where you get uh stabbed and and you're fine. We getting we getting real real hurt in here. Like and then like uh, I'm I'm glad that they didn't do it to where like oh L you know beat him or they set him on fire and then the city suddenly fixed. Like nah, that shit's fucked up. It's fucked up, and we can see. I was like, "Oh, they said no. These are these are real. Y'all are gonna yeah. sit here." <laughs> I enjoy Marvel. That. Take notes, please. 
it's like the whole Eternals thing, like that celestial, big-ass celestial pops out of Earth, and it's like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's like, no, like, can we talk about how the Earth has probably changed forever now? Uh, anyway, I want to talk about uh, Vecna a little bit. Okay. I, I don't like that these shows from Star Wars to Stranger Things, I tweeted about this, how they're leaving people for dead and not following up. Why wouldn't you go out of the house and finish this guy off? if he has been revealed as the final threat of the series. I also thought it was peculiar that Nancy didn't shoot Henry in the face at all, the sawed-off shotgun that close. And she said so much about, like, so I don't miss. I don't miss. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's a face shot. Like, there's been enough zombie movies that come out in the 80s and prior to where you know that's where you go for it. <laughs> enough horror films have come out, too, to know to finish the job. Like, the first Halloween movie came out in 78 with Michael Myers falling out the window, and he was all right. So I knew as soon as... They didn't have a close-up of him dying. I knew he was coming back, and I was mad. Oh, you know what? On, on that note about finishing things right now, I thought it was weird that he was choking them for so long. Like, I feel like they should have been dead a long time ago. I, I, he, I, he vined them up in the house. It felt like it took a long time. Uh, I think he specifically said that he wanted Elle to feel her friends dying. So that it, for, it was for, like, dramatic. He said, I want you... He said, I wanted you to be with me, but now I just want you to see and feel everything. So he was okay. like transmitting like their pain and stuff. So if you're if you're trying to torture somebody, I guess you're going to do it slow. But also, we don't yeah. know how much real time there was. We know that they stretched out the time, but we know we also know that in the time it takes for them to go into trance and have their bones broken, it's not a lot of time. So it's it's like okay, mm, time is kind of relative here, and they they were jumping through a lot of stuff at that point too, because they were jumping through Eddie sending him up there, jumping back down, and this and this, and there was a lot going on. That's what I was saying. I was like, they were being choked for a long time. Yeah, I feel like if they're gonna do that, I would have maybe tangled them up a little bit later mm. to raise the stakes. But but you know, it's whatever. All right, I got a question because this has been the hot button topic on these socials. How did you feel okay. about that fight? Between Lucas and the... Yeah, that was kind of whack. I didn't like that he was getting his ass kicked like the whole time. And then at some point he just throws like one or two hits and then I'm knocked out. You know, I Lucas is really small, like compared to this guy. So I thought that was a bit, that was a bit weak. I like how his ass got burned up at the end though. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like, shit. I mean, I... I what a way to go out. <laughs> Lucas was built, okay? First of all, I mean, he wasn't as... Like you said, he's not as built, but, like, he's kind of a nerd, but he's also... He's been on the basketball team. Like, he's been training for, like, the whole semester. Okay, let's not... Let's not play my boy Two like hits? One or two hits? And, like, of all the stuff that my man was giving Lucas, and then he's, like... No, because Lucas got a few hits in before... The, like, he was getting his ass whooped, but he got a few hits in. There was a... I don't know which one got hit by a bottle, though. That was kind of funny. I always think the bottle hits her. I'd be like, I wonder what it feels like to get hit by a bottle because people be taking them boys and they keep running. Um, uh, his sister and the dude outside, <laughs> yo, she a real one. But how did you, I think that the conversation on the socials right now is the visuals of it all. Uh, we got two white males choking two black youth. And uh, they're like, that shit's, that shit's wild. And I'm like, well, I think I yelled about this a lot. I was like... We're obviously supposed to feel that he can only get away with this stuff because he's a blonde white guy. Obvious paranoia. And I, I yelled about that. I mean, I kind of fussed at a, like that a lot. But, like, I don't know how much people want there to be, like, there is very little acknowledgement of race in this show. Yeah. Aside from the stepbrother who's being an asshole to, yeah. to Max over Lucas. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't read that deep into it. I read it as these folks were the only people there. And so mm. they had to do it. I think, I think... Both of them would have choked out any of those kids. 
because they thought they were, you know, part of a devilish thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think too much about it. So, yeah, I was like, it, and then they're like, I didn't like that he was getting his ass whooped. I'm like, like you said, he's a freshman basketball player versus the senior basketball player. Yeah, I mean, like, and prior to this, he was a nerd. He ain't got no fighting skills. No hands. His <laughs> hands are for rolling dice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Erica, got nothing. Erica's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Kick this man straight in his jewels. Right in the jewels. <laughs> I will say, ladies who are listening to this show, as a women's self-defense instructor certified, it can work, but there are times when you don't hit it at the right angle. That's just only going to make your attacker more aggressive. So just be careful. Kicking someone in the balls is usually a distraction to do something else, like go from the balls and then hit them in the throat or use your nails to go into the eyes or something like that. And then you run away or do That's something else. That's exactly what my Taekwondo instructor used to be like. He would like, go for the soft spots. Eyes. Yes. Throat. Soft tissue. Soft tissue. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies, take my word for it. It could save your life uh, in the future. They're like, look, look, don't worry about fighting whatever. You fight dirty. Whoever you're fighting is fight probably dirty. bigger than you. Absolutely. Eyes, throat, solar plexus if you got aim. <laughs> no, I wouldn't waste your time. These attacks can be over in a quick second. Yeah. Eyes, throat, groin. Anyway. I'm a professional. I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> But I will punch you. I will punch you in the solar plexus by accident. If you train, if you got it, you got it. I'm just saying for basic attackers, even yeah. me, I'm not a big person compared to a lot of dudes. I'm not a big person. I will hit him right in the throat, right in the eyes. No, no problem. In Korea, I won't do bulls. that. If in Korea, if if you're living in Korea, I wouldn't do it. Uh, it depends on the assault. If it's, I would rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. That's true, though, because you know the rule in Korea is whoever oh, yeah. gets hurt the most. So for me, in, in Korea, jujitsu or like judo, the grappling sports are like way more useful. Like yeah. putting somebody to sleep real quick. In America, eyes, throat, groin. I will say jujitsu is great, but I would say, again, as a, an instructor, you never want to go on the ground. I, I know a, a lot of fights end up there, but 90%. if you can, yeah, but if you can, because you, you never know who's, oh my God, we, we are all over the place with this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's your um, that's your self defense uh, for the lady. Don't go to the ground. Yeah. Eyes, nose, <laughs> nose, groin. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> let's close it out. I want to ask you. Actually, on Twitter. Actually, on Instagram too. What song would save you from Vecna? And I said, "Death of a Bachelor" is like I'm obsessed with that song currently, right now. Like literally okay. obsessed with "Death of a Bachelor" by Panic at the Disco. I don't even know why they call it Panic at the Disco anymore. It's just Brandon Yuri, but. <laughs> That's my Word. shit. Uh, that's my shit. Uh, that uh, that uh, cat cat Williams voice. Um, I think I said on on Twitter I like uh, Bjork's "I Miss You" Roby Dub Sunshine mix. There's like a, a Splatoon song I actually really like too that I really like. Uh, and there's a Basement Jack song too. I really like Just One Kiss. I, I actually play that with my, my kids at school and I'm like dancing with them. And Honestly, I just like, feel like there are so many songs that you could use for me. There's I'm, a lot. I'm not that picky. Like, throw some Jesse Powell on. I, I'll probably. Mm-hmm. Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder. I, I'll probably mm-hmm. pack. <laughs> just for the harmonica solo. You ain't got to have words. That. But there's also kind of a, a fear of like growing to hate a song. Like, like there, I, I feel like there are some songs that if I hear it for too long, I don't want to hear it. Again, but there are some songs that I could hear this all day and be fine. Or hear this for like, until until we finish this mission and I'll be okay. Yeah. And I, I feel like the songs I listed were, were were up there for me. I feel like I'm most rarely surprised she didn't get tired of that song. Because I probably would have been sick of it after listening to it day in, day out, day in, day out. But it kept her alive. I would. I mean, you could be sick of it, but you know. 
I, I always just say this. I think they they make it seem like it's supposed to be your favorite song, but like I feel like in natural circumstances, like you said, you listen to a song that's your favorite song for right now, and then eventually you kind of find another song that's like your jam, or you go back to an older song that's your jam, but listening to the same song for what like they were she was like a week. It was like a pure week of a uh, the same song. Like hey, even listen, like good. are you are you doing this when you're when you're sleeping too? Because yeah, she has can to you sleep? While she's sleeping. Oof. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's my point. That's like, rough. That's, that's rough. Intense. That would drive me insane. <laughs> drive me insane. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Well, let's close things out. Uh, Instead of letting myself waffle on, I decided to re-record this bit myself. Y'all, this is our last show. If you're a longtime listener, you have heard me talk about how many times I've wanted to let this go. And I've decided now is the time. As much as I like Blurred Up, it has been difficult to balance my professional, personal life and goals with it, and I'm ready to move on. This wasn't an easy decision. I have so much gratitude for this journey. It has put me in touch with some great people. I thank every guest I had. Special thanks to the men at Blurred.com for believing in us and elevating our platform and giving me various opportunities for collaborations and more. I got a chance to talk to Mega Ran and Kay Murdoch. Kay made a beat for this show. I got a chance to speak with one of the architects of one of my favorite rap albums ever, Vast Air. This show has connected me with people around the world. Whether you've hit me up in my DMs or commented on a post or you just quietly listened and I may never meet you. I sincerely appreciate your support and engagement. I'm grateful that in part through this show, I found a stronger voice in myself, and I appreciate y'all for sticking with me, whether I just made mistakes or you didn't agree with some of the reviews. Just remember that I'm not leaving you completely. I will be on Twitch Tuesdays and Thursdays around 6.30 KST and Saturdays around 10 a.m. KST. You can catch Ali on all platforms at Ali Soko, A-L-Y-S-O-K-O, and she'll be on Twitch at 9 p.m. KST, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you want to hit me up later, unfortunately, I'm going to go dark on social media for about a month. Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope, is coming out a month later in Korea, so to avoid spoilers, I'll be deleting all social apps from my phone starting the week this show gets published. I'm sorry to cut yet another tether, but it is what it is. Thank you again. Hopefully, I'll catch you on Twitch. And peace. And if I left you out, I didn't mean